the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Well, it happened again. Every time one of these morons goes on a spree, these, these scoundrels, scumbags, lowlifes who are too cowardly to stick the gun in their own mouth, and they have to take out innocent people, we don't even get a chance to really grieve. And by we, I mean the innocent people who uh, know what's coming next. What's coming next is this will become a political weapon. And it will be used against law-abiding people. And once again, there will be talk of gun control. But here's the thing about this. FedEx shooter ID'd as 19-year-old former employee Brandon Scott Hull. The man who killed eight people at an Indianapolis FedEx facility was identified Friday as a former employee, Brandon Scott Hull, whose authorities said was questioned last year by the FBI. Hmm. His mother had called the police in 220 saying she was worried. He might try to commit suicide by cop, said Paul Keenan, special agent in charge at the FBI Indianapolis field office. So the mother did everything right. According to the report, Hull was arrested on March 3rd, 2020, when police seized a shotgun um, from the dangerous person. Behavioral health unit was initiated. Immediate detention was recommended, according to the report. Hole bought the shotgun shortly before he was arrested. A search of Hole's bedroom after his mother turned up the items that prompted a federal agent's question were found with other dangerous items. No one knows the motive. See, Mr. Hole is just one of the other evil that men do. And as almost on cue, what won't get the media coverage was breaking news as it just happened. We were very lucky today. Gunman dead after attack at San Antonio Airport, authorities say. San Antonio, an officer with the San Antonio Park Police, was credited by San Antonio Police Chief McManus for halting what he called the start of an active shooter at the San Antonio International Airport Thursday afternoon. When a suspect arrived uh, at Terminal B, began firing, McManus said the officer, an 11-year veteran of the department, responded by returning fire, striking the suspect. The man was taken to the hospital and pronounced dead good. See, so there's a good guy with a gun who stopped what could have been another eight people dead. But that isn't convenient for the political weapons. So this will be something that comes across your, um, your news apps like it did mine.
This isn't something that I heard on the local news, but now you'll have to forgive me. I work often, but I'm I'm unaware of this being reported, but I sure am aware of whole as we all are, because that will be another excuse for gun control and red flag laws and the rest of it, because this is what this climate we're in leads to when any little instant or tragedy can be used by the fascists, by the neo-Marxists to take away the rights of the free people. It will be capitalized on tragedy to the eyes of a Marxist is exactly what Rama Ram Emanuel alluded to. Never let it go by without capitalizing on it. So instead of the, the attention being brought to the man who saved countless lives, we don't know, by killing said scumbag, um, that will go by the wayside, and it'll be a blurb on a, on a talk radio station. It will not be talked about on TV. It will not be talked about on national news. And if it, if it does, it'll be some minor one that isn't really, where they're hoping grabs steam but doesn't have a lot of steam. The CNNs and the, and the propagandists of the Marxist agenda, they will leave this by the side just as they promote the destruction of a once great state like Illinois. And what I mean by that is J.B. Pritzker was out on the town. No, he wasn't going to the health club. He wasn't waiting for a Nautilus machine. Jelly Belly Pritzker was talking about how great it is to have money from the federal government, meaning states that are not corrupt and not run by the Democrat mafia, that just just fell into his rather ample lap. In December of 2019, I asked early childhood leaders to join together to develop the best and most innovative approaches to providing affordable, high-quality early childhood education and child care for all children in Illinois, birth to five. And they have done truly... Can I just say something? Birth to five. So birth to five means the... the the parents get to turn the kid over to to strangers from the time they bring it home from the hospital. Now, I have to tell you, um, that to me is the most enjoyable part of being a parent. I enjoyed that part far more than I did the teenage years. I don't know about you, but it was through those years that you build that bond, that relationship. And what's clearly evident is that the, the Chicago Democrats and the Democrats in general are really on an effort specifically in bad neighborhoods they built called ghettos to make sure that the parents have very, very little influence on the children. This is going to be touted as a good program because after all, their target audience wants the free cheese. But when you really step back and think about it, what this is implying is that strangers are better to bond with your children than you, the parent, are. It is another stage of destruction of family. And if I were in a ghetto, I would be more than offended at this. But I don't think like that, I guess. Exemplary work. Despite fighting through a health pandemic, a racial reckoning, a financial reckoning. and fiscal crisis, the, the reckon? commission produced the Ready Illinois report, which finally addresses the often disjointed and underfunded system of, a, of our state's early childhood uh, provision of services. And as if to predict that the American Rescue Plan would be passed, oh, the commission's it. timing couldn't have been better. 
Today, I'm pleased to announce that Illinois will receive $1.6 billion in federal funding to advance our mission to provide affordable child care and early childhood education. Well, they predicted it because they knew they were rigging the election. All right. You're not not Miss Cleo. You didn't have a crystal ball. You played the odds, and you knew you were rigging the system. So why not throw, the, throw it at the wall and see what sticks? Huh, Fatso? That's number one. Number two, I'm wondering, are the Democrats, I don't know, I don't know anything, God. Are the Democrat people even remotely offended at the innuendo that from the time you bring your kid home, they want it in their Marxist incubators we call daycare and we call schools. And the other thing no one's talking about is who exactly gets the daycare licenses? Last year, my administration created the nation-leading model for pandemic emergency child care grants. In the worst throes of this pandemic, Illinois dedicated $290 million to 5,000 child care centers and homes in 95 counties. Now, they couldn't get the kids, though. So you got they got the money and they couldn't get the kids. Well, that seems like a nice scam, huh? Across our state, allowing them to stay afloat through a truly challenging year. And uh, that funding offered support far beyond the national standard. And families in need of child care were able to lower their out of pocket cost. Which is why Illinois is far below the national standard insolvency. See, the reason it's broke is scoundrels like this paying off insiders and constituents. I can't wait till Chuck Gowdy gets done investigating flower deliveries and his Al's beef and maybe looks into exactly who owns. How many aldermen's relatives own daycare centers in the city of Chicago? And what exactly is their qualification to do so? The program has been so successful. No, I mean Chuck Gowdy, Misty Kelly, and Chuck Gowdy. He's supposed to be an investigative reporter, yet he has hips like an Amish woman, and when he investigates, it's normally FTD for flower deliveries being late around Valentine's Day. The program has been so successful that we will use the first of these new American Rescue Plan dollars to provide another round of funding to it. Over the next three weeks, another $140 million will go to providers all around the state to extend this successful program. That's money that will allow child care providers to pay rent and to maintain staff and supplies and training so that our child care workforce is best equipped to meet. And who do they rent the buildings and the spaces from? This is not a program an altruistic gift to the people. This is a payoff to the foot soldiers of the corrupt Chicago Democrat mafia. They are the owners. They are the landlords. And they're the ones cashing the check. And the kids aren't going. 312-642-5600. I want to know, do you see it? Or do you think maybe this is a great thing and everybody should turn their kids over to strangers to raise? We'll be back after this. Oh, you can always tell when it's Friday, just by the music. You know, the reality is this isn't just an insult through the bigotry of low expectations. The idea that, that, that people want to turn over their infants to a system. This is promoting the kind of corruption that goes normally unnoticed by the people who are, who are naive enough 
to view this as an altruistic plan to help them. The people who own these daycare centers, not all, but some, and it's been proven, it's a scandal, you can look it up, are politically connected sycophants who profit from these kind of plans. In a pandemic year, when they were not taking the children, have now all been paid. It's it, 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 from the landlords to the people who own it to now the public funding. This isn't something new. This is an old scam. And the people who are being victimized by it somehow view these actions as help, yet they don't understand why the homes they live in are 30000 are 40000 They don't understand why the teachers that inhabit the schools don't care about the kids. They care about the pay and the days off. And unless somebody identifies it, speaks out against it, and points to the unmitigated failure of these programs, this will continue to happen because this should have been gone when Chicago and Illinois couldn't afford it. But through the corruption of the entire party we call Democratic, Democrats, or neo-Marxists, I think we should even drop the neo, but they're clearly fascists. This is being paid for by other states that had nothing to do with it. This is a federal welfare cheese program to pay off the foot soldiers of the organized crime family we call Democrats. That's all this is, because I can guarantee you one thing. There's not too many Republican-based uh, child care providers in the city of Chicago. No, 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 they're not. These kids are being, they want to remove the kids from the parents to indoctrinate them and promote this ideology because it is, it is truly what we're witnessing is the result of decades, decades of brainwashing. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. You know, I was fortunate to be raised by my mom who worked for Revlon Cosmetics at Marshall Fields on State Street. Show and on. my dad, who was a lithographer. And when my mom got pregnant with me, my mom and dad already figured out financially that my mom could stay home with me. I was never a latchkey kid. My parents would never allow that. And when I came home from school, my parents would always ask me, what did you learn in school today? And I would tell them. I had parents. I didn't have villains. Well, here's, here's, you know, here's our difference. I was only raised by a single mother who worked two jobs. I didn't have okay. a dad. My dad was a terrible influence at that time in his life. And the greatest thing that happened to me was him being removed, my mother having the courage to divorce him. So I am not going to come out here and tell you that there has to be a dad and there has to be a mom. Those are individual situations. And the idea that there are universal solutions for individual problems is moronic, and I refuse to play that game. In some instances, the best thing that could happen to these kids is that the scumbag parent, be that the father or the mother, is removed from their life. However, that doesn't mean that there cannot be a family sense between that kid and all the other people that are supposed to step up in the family that's where i was blessed now i'm not and maybe some people don't have big families it's irrelevant all you need is one good parent you don't need two right you need right one. because i i i but don't what if have you a have none teresa they're trying to make it so that i don't these have kids, any no but they're trying to make it so I that don't. these kids only have the state as their parent to turn to so that for the rest right. of their life my... they'll turn to the state Right, and that's my point, Sean, and that's why I'm saying I was fortunate. 
you know, I was fortunate. But um, like I said, you, there has to be a parent there. There has to be a parent. Even if you only have one there well, has to be a family connection. The other thing, too, Teresa, to never forget, thank you, and you know I appreciate the call. The one thing to never forget is that the so-called greatest generation in this country, there's a tremendous amount of them that were raised by orphanages. Orphanages. Because in the Depression, a lot of people had to turn over their kids. But there were orphanages that were private, private entities, mainly religious. Remember Boys Town? Everybody remembers Mickey Rooney. There were organizations that were not representative of the state. The idea that the government entity can do things better by funding it that would normally go out of business because they were inept or incapable in these neighborhoods. But these people who must turn to them have very, very limited choices. The problem is the government is is not even doing that per se. They're using that excuse to pay off politically connected sycophants who pretend to be daycare workers. The stories are out there. They're, they're one every three months we find a scandal of a daycare. I mean, the greatest thing that happened to these kids was that they, they, they stopped going to public school in COVID on one hand, if you really look at it. Remember the daycare worker that beat the kid before COVID. Remember the one that left the kid in the car in the summertime. I mean, it, the stories are endless. And the reality is, is because these licenses aren't given to people who deserve them. They're given to people who are very, very well connected. Jeff in Munster, Indiana. How you doing, Sean? I'm all right. How are you, kid? You know what? The Aryan race started all this. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, I prefer to call them the National Socialist Party. There you go. Well, I didn't want to say that because I didn't know if I could say that. The National Socialist Party. You could say it. You could still say it. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah. I even hate them when they pretend to be Democrats. Exactly. Uh But, you know, Sean, there's a more devious thing to this, and that goes into Biden's infrastructure plan. Oh, yeah. Which is he's going to take care of funny money. Funny Mm -hmm. money, Sean. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, the problem is so many people are going to be accepting of this because they're going to buy the sales pitch by Fatso. They're going to buy the sales pitch and they're not going to look at how it really works. Right. It's the, it's like this. There's still people that think that uh, O'Hare Airport has businesses in there and not political apparatchiks that are paying off the Democrat Party to have a storefront in O'Hare. It's the same thing. Um, it's, it's amazing to me that there are still people willing to say they're Democrats after 100 years of this kind of open and notorious fraud, corruption and, and real it's financial skullduggery. What's going on here? They're stealing billions Billions. And, and Illinois broke. The only way this could exist is if it came from welfare, from the federal government, meaning all the other states that are run properly and that have systems that work are now subsidizing the Chicago corruption. That's the saddest part of all. Thank you, Jeff, for the phone call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Mark and Glenn Allen. Yeah. Hey, Sean, um, to pick up on your thread about this uh, daycare from birth to five years old. I don't know if I'm the only one to see it or it's, you know, I'm late to the party, but I see like four or five threads coming together. So they want to repeal the parental notification for abortion. Mm-hmm. They want kids to be able to choose their sexual identity, kids. And so, and then the REACH Act is supposed to normalize abortion. And so what go, what's the next logical step? If kids can pick their sex, 
then the next step I see it, and it gives me tremors, is kids will be able to then be able to choose or to choose to have sex. And so that's going to open the door to pedophiles. And it all kind of weaves together. In fact, Biden then, you know, he's trying to open the door to mail-order abortion pills. So you have sex, you choose mm-hmm. sex, and then you can abort the baby as a result of the sex. And it's all under the, the banner of the state. It's about the, it's about destroying the the kind of family value system that even exactly. one parent or even even adoptive parents can give to a child. I mean, the idea right. that that your kid is going to be going to be close and bonding with workers, part time workers. What about shift changes and people get I mean, it's it's shocking to me. In fact, Mark, I'm radical. Thank you for the call. I'm radical enough to think we're exactly wrong in how we send our kids to school. I don't think kids should go to school until after they're 18 because now they haven't been thrown to that Lord of the Flies system. They've they've established the kind of character they have with the person who loves them the most, the parent. At least it's supposed to be, but not under a Democrat system. Strangers love them the most, right? 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. So where's your class if you In this country, when everybody was proud of American principles, the individuality that stoked the capitalism, there was a time when even entertainers didn't really like communists. I mean, I know now they all are communists, but there was a time when they didn't. That's when I loved movies. I was lucky enough to be born in the late 60s, and I'll tell you, what a great time to be born. And um, I was always fascinated with TV. And movies, and you know, and then later today we're going to have the movie picks and the show picks. And every time a Democrat speaks for the last 30 years, I keep remembering Twilight Zone when Rod Serling used to host it. Rod Serling was a great guy. He had that voice and he would come out smoking the cigarette. And uh, I really enjoyed it. But what he was saying turned out to be our reality. Walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. The chancellor, the late chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind. And the reality that he feared that he was speaking of is what we call 2021. It's really quite shocking. Dave Libertyville. How are you, Dave? Hey, Sean. Good. Uh, I just think... You know, when they throw these big numbers around, the waste, before it even gets to subcontractors or contractors or anything else, how much gets peed away before it even gets that far? 
Because that debt is their greatest weapon. The waste, see, when you and I and the rest of the listeners think about achieving something, we're looking at a goal of success. When the politician does it, he is, his goal is failure, but to remain with that veil of righteousness. Because then what do we yeah. do? We, we say, oh, well, you just missed it. Here's more money. Here's more money. I mean, if you're looking at the numbers, the reason you say that, Dave, is you're probably over 30. And, and, and the numbers oh, yeah. now, and the numbers are, are, are unbelievable. Unbelievable. $1.9 yeah. for daycare. <laughs> it's preposterous. It's preposterous. It is. And, and how much is actually going to make it to where it's supposed to go? The same that makes it from the school yeah. budget. The same that makes it from the school budget to the teacher who lives like a neurosurgeon. Because you've managed to take yeah. all those little houses on all those blocks. You've managed to make 80% of their tax bill for just one, one entity, the school system. So the people, right. even though they're annoyed, they take their eye off the ball because they don't look at the whole number. And they refuse to think that, boy, when I drive by the parking lot at CPS, I see Mercedes, 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 Lexus, 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 Audi, Audi, Audi. They don't care. And, uh, you know, here we are in the reality of constant failure. And now $1.9 billion sounds okay. And what Rod Sterling was talking about is their failure soon overtakes our freedom. And here we are where we're debating now what we can do without the okay of the state. And, Dave, you're exactly right. The, the government waste is their goal, the waste of the money. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Joseph in Lake Forest. Guy, guy from Lake Forest gets called Joseph and not Joey. Go ahead. Hi. Um, my point was this, is that in, in uh, 2001, January 20th, when President Bush took office, uh -huh. our national debt was $4.5 trillion dollars. And right now, it's almost six times that much money. So in 20 years, we made it five times bigger than it was. And Joseph, it, where's the trajectory going? It will be, it will be four to eight years, and it will be double. It has to be. I mean, that's what their yeah. goal is. And, and in the meantime, Joseph, when's the last time you heard, you heard an adult... Talk about rectifying that situation. Talk about paying it down. You know, the idea that we are going to be fiscally sound just means they're just looking for more debt service. And that's, that's the problem. That ties into these programs. That's why I took the call. Thank you, Joseph, for the call. It ties into these programs because the numbers become so big, you become so overwhelmed with the reality that they have set these economic time bombs and these econo this economic sabotage that you take your eye off of their failures every time there's a conflict that comes up. Oh, we've got a war here, sanctions on Russia there. It looks like China's doing this. And I'm not suggesting that they aren't. What I am suggesting is we're the, we're the provocateurs of currency devaluation after we have forced the world to only use our currency. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to look in the mirror and say, maybe, maybe I'm the bad guy. But when you look at these policies, and you could break it down to this J.B. Pritzker policy, how is this, can you imagine being a country that is forced...
to exchange your currency for the U.S. dollar in order to get goods into your country, and you've got some useless 400-pound, 5-foot-6 beanbag with a pumpkin on it cheering that he's going to burn through $1.9 million. This a influx billion. of resources comes in tandem with the Commission's roadmap for the future of our early childhood system, one that will truly protect and nurture low-income children, children in rural communities, children of color, and children with disabilities. One that will make it much easier for parents to navigate getting assistance. Simpler uh, for early childhood programs to get funding and more responsive to local needs in the community. Now, I want to make sure you all understand this will be a an enormous task. Now, now, how how does that help the situation we have in the ghettos, where the mother's thirteen year old is out at two thirty in the morning because he's getting extorted by a gang? He joins the gang and she has no idea where it is. Is this going to help that situation, or is this going to create more of that? Because you are telling the child from the time it, it opens its eyes that you don't need your parent; you need the state and strangers who are paid by the state. This doesn't help our situation. It creates and expands the problem. They're trying to normalize the problem rather than do the hard thing, which is address the individual individual parent and the individual child. So what you do, this is why I'm convinced, this is why they got rid of uh, uh, special ed in schools. Let's normalize it all. Let's just make the kids who can't keep up feel like they can, and don't worry, it won't drag down the other students. But it did. You've stupefied the people. I mean, this is just the reality of it. And now you're telling people in low-income areas, you don't need to improve your own life. What you need is to hand off your kid to this stranger from the time you bring it home from the hospital. It is insanity insanity and unfortunately there are people in these in in these low-income areas that instead of striving to get out of the ghetto they're just going to welcome more people in it because that's what these policies do they don't take people from poverty and build them up they take people who are hovering above poverty by working their tail off and they bring them down and now they're going to come home and their kids are going to be raised by strangers and you think this is going to turn out good this is going to be anything but good rob ukrainian village Hey, Sean, uh, you know, and it's a it's a never ending uh, perpetual problem that they just keep running through the cycle. They increase the debt. They increase the spending in their minds by increasing the spending, by devaluing the dollar. They're devaluing the debt. And and, and they're you know, trapping the people that, in your neighborhood, Rob. They're trapping yeah, all of the Illinoisans. Us. They're trapping us. And, you know, it's funny, Rob, and they're driving people into further into poverty. Exactly. Because there's so many people that cannot afford to leave that would leave if they could get their money out of their house. But they've been lured into this system. And now that the reality is they're not able to capitalize because their actions, the government's actions, and specifically Chicago, Cook County and Illinois, have in essence kept them stagnant with their one asset that 90 percent of people have, which is their home. And in the meantime, they're struggling to pay taxes. And and they're told, you know what, take more money out when you need it. And before you know it, you, you're working your, your tail off and you're drowning in debt. So it is a vicious cycle of failure. And that's why, unfortunately, instead of ghettos going away after the government got involved with poor people, they expanded exponentially. And we're not even talking 
about the people that can't even manage that and are homeless today. Do you realize the fastest growing neighborhoods are the homeless tents that are set up and spreading all through California, all through Chicago, New York, New Jersey? Once again, the Democrat utopias. They cannot lose enough. They cannot take enough because what they understand is their problems are their greatest strength. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. You know, I think it's just because I, I hear all the stories. I know a lot of business owners. Their hardest part of uh, reopening their business or, or expanding their business as workers. Because what we've done in this country is take people who... Uh, who want to or maybe had aspired to work their way out of a situation, and we've given them so much that it's almost an act of futility. And I really almost, it's not that I don't blame them. I understand the, the logic. When you were receiving 50 and 60,000 or 50 and 52,000 dollars worth of benefits, and the job you're going to get pays 30, at a certain point, what do you do? And that is the erosion. Of the war on poverty, the, of, of the erosion of the American character. They've normalized welfare. They've normalized child care. And the results are irrelevant because it seems to be there's a group of people out there that want to turn to this system. Rich, in his car. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, I, uh, I think you're spot on with that. I, uh, I left my day job, and now I'm headed down uh, to take care of a small company I run at night. And I just, I look at what's going on, and it, I just shake my head because I, I try to keep my kids. they got to be self-sufficient. they got to look after themselves. And all I see on TV is our federal government and state government just evaluating the, uh, the, the thought of even working hard. and just, oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll take care of that expense for you. They're expanding. They're like, they're like they're like local local drug dealers giving everybody a little taste. Well, Rich, they're expanding the welfare system. Thank you for the call very much, and I agree with you. They're expanding the welfare system, and they're demonizing the worker. So at the same sense, that if you fit into their parameters of where you should be in society, if you fit the proletariat description by the government, you're their guy. If you aspire to be better, you're their enemy. And this is in America. I'm not talking about... East, Eastern Europe. I'm talking about right here in America. And this happened and it's normalized because we've lost our way as Americans. We've lost our character. And the idea now that the answer is to turn over your babies from the time you bring them home to the hospital till the time they join a street gang is outrageous to me. And it's time that the good people stand up, recognize it, or get the hell out of there, one or the other. I'll be back at this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Very clear here. I can't stand the Bush family. 
I think they're corporatist scum. And I even go to the one that really wasn't elected, old man Prescott, the uh, Nazi collaborator that he was, and it's true. I couldn't stand him. I think they rigged the entire system from old man Bush's funny socks, his CIA connections, and the outright lying and fraud that he was about. Right up to Georgie. Moron. Completely destroyed the idea of capitalism, all in the name of capitalism, the stupid son of a gun that he was. And since that point, he's the architect, him and Hank Paulson, another well-known scumbag. By the way, owns a house in Puerto Rico. You think it's because it's a tax dodge? I don't know. Maybe. They created the whole idea of corporatist payoffs and normalizing the outright corruption that would have been prosecuted prior to the Bush administration. Sorry, it's just the truth. I know he's a Republican, but boy, did he suck. And Barack Obama picked up the mantle and said, whoo, I can really make this good. He was the old creator of the smash and grab. Applying massive regulations to targeted sections of the economy so that those companies would collapse specifically for-profit colleges like Phoenix. And his friends, morons, all like to play basketball, shorts and skins. All those guys went in and grabbed it, picked it all up, and made a fortune. But this is an old scam. This is a scam that Nancy Pelosi's father really was good at, too. Another ex-mobster, Nancy Pelosi. See, she is my favorite scumbag. She really, really is. Not just because she clearly looks like she just got out of a post-op for having her face nipped and tucked one more time and can't feel it, but because she's open and notorious with the hundreds of millions her and her dimwit husband have stolen from the people of this country. You heard it right. Stolen. You know, this scumbag, uh, Pelosi's husband, was a recipient of PP loans that they estimate is over $2 million. Well, listen to what this scoundrel did just last month. Got some reporting on some big stock trades from Speaker Nancy Pelosi. This is from Unusual Whale Stock on Twitter. Um, okay, so this is actually pretty significant. She just exercised $10 million in Microsoft shares. Now, I just want to explain. Do you know how much money you have to have to exercise $10 million in Microsoft this is after January with the $5 million in calls, which is an options trade, which is very sophisticated. So let me see. Who are the greatest traders in history? You got Jesse Livermore. You got Arthur Cutton. You got the Commodore Vanderbilt. And you got the dimwit on Demerol, Nancy Pelosi. Get off the table, party girl. Now, listen, she's awful sharp when it comes to stocks. On in that was back in mid March. Then, lo and behold, Microsoft landed this blockbuster $22 billion contract. Yep. Now, that's why you're going to hear a lot of guys are going to repeat, oh, it's insider trading. Oh, no, 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 no. It's way, way worse. It is collusion between Bill Gates, nerd de tutte nerds, and Nancy. The Speaker of the House of the United States of American Congress. This is absolute and total fraud. And somebody should go to jail for this. But there won't even be an investigation. And you'll hear nitwits tell you that, oh, no, they wrote the law so that they can do it. No, they didn't. Not this. He only got the contract uh, after, after she got the deal. 
They knew well going into everything between the talks of the negotiation, between the stock purchase. And Nancy, the Speaker of the House and her dimwit scumbag husband, $10 million. Now, even even the CPS educated Chicago wannabe gangster, want to own a daycare center one time Democrat should recognize this and call for somebody to go to prison because this makes Bernie Madoff look like a legitimate E.F. Hutton, not the corrupt grandson. With the military, um, this is related to the their augmented reality. And you know what? Throw in the military now, too. They're in on the scam as well. I want three big-time heads. I mean, Martha Stewart lied to, a, to a, uh, an FBI agent and did a year and a day. You're talking about billions in fraud. What do you mean a, a headset for soldiers? Doesn't PlayStation crank, crank them out for 300 a pop? All of a sudden, we're going to pay $21 billion? It's all cooked in the bill, and you're all told to just put ketchup on it and eat it. Headsets for their troops over the next decade. She also apparently just bought a million dollars in Roblox. If we're bringing troops home, right? Didn't I just hear diapers Biden celebrate? We're bringing troops home. He's going to take the Trump out. Everybody come on home. What the hell they need all this for? Anybody want to think about what's going on here? But focus on the daycare centers that Pritzker's family is going to cash in six ways to Tuesday on. Focus on that. Fox stock. Uh, my son, who's seven, is absolutely obsessed with that game. You can see some other big moves here involving Amazon, Facebook, Tesla, and others. And Amazon, Facebook, Tesla, all government contracts. All of them. Amazon is the largest. They they lease their servers to to bu- different bureaucracies within the government. Nancy's bought stock in all of them, and how many others? How many of those children that make up her little her little helpers in her office? How many of them bought it? How many of her constituents bought it? Only the ones that give the big money to her. This is the tip of the iceberg, and this has been going on. <sighs> For who knows how long. Since Nancy could feel her face. That's how long it's been going on. Since Nancy, when she put the lipstick on, actually had nerve endings in that pie hole of hers. You know, before they pulled it up from their mid-chest. That's how long this has been happening. And in the meantime, they're going to tell me how citizens who earn $400,000 a year are going to pay more taxes? What a scam. No wonder they don't mind as they implement taxation that destroys the opportunity for you to work your way into wealth. See, that's what their system is. It's a way to keep you down while they circumvent, navigate, and corrupt the system. And this is why companies, are, they're forced to be in on it because you can't fight them. How are you going to fight them? You want to really see where things broke? Look at how the Senate and the Congress were bringing up Internet companies all during Trump's administration. They were intimidating them. See, that's how it really works in these neighborhoods. They don't have to actually do something to extort you, to intimidate you. They walk in your little store and they say, boy, this is a nice store. This is nice. What do you got yourself, an Internet business? Oh, that's good. you got an Internet business. That's fantastic. You know, if you lost... Some of these little grievances, these little passes we give you, well, you'd have some problems. In fact, you'd open up a lawsuit by, huh, I don't know, half of the 330 million people out there be able to sue you. But if you play ball with us, now we'll keep those in the way. We'll keep those little barriers of litigation in the way for you. We'll make sure you can still have your company. But you're going to work for us now. 
Nobody has to throw anybody. This isn't like you got to have Luca Brazzi go in and hit a guy in the head with a telephone. Those days are over. Now they have the weapon of law, the weapon of the IRS, the weapon of the different agencies and bureaucracies to extort, intimidate, and knuckle under companies into capitulation. Now, I'm not suggesting that's what would happen with Mr. Gates. He's a longtime stock rigger. He's a longtime fixer. So he probably might have brought it to them. Who knows how it really works in the shadows? But here's one thing for sure. This dimwit, this moron, just took $10 million and put it in one stock weeks before it gets a $21 billion contract. Now, how many Sunday shows are going to talk about that? How many business channel stations are going to talk about that? This is right in your face. Fraud on your dime. On your dime. And these companies make money for nothing and chicks for free. And in the meantime, what are we doing? We're trying to fight so that we can earn in two and three and four jobs so that a husband and wife can make $400,000 without getting crippled under. They're the bad guys, though, right? The entrepreneur and the capitalist, the one not in the mafia we call the gangster government of the, of the United States of America, they get knuckled under and extorted and audited. In all these bills, what do they do? They hire thousands of IRS agents. What do you think? They're going to help you? You think the IRS agents are going to help you? They're looking at you like the pigeon. You got some stuff that you like that's nice, that's valuable? Well, you better hope they don't target it, right? And in the meantime, is there going to be one IRS agent that's going to look at this? Is there going to be one SEC investigator to look at this? No, because they work for this. That's why it's the Fourth Reich. That's very deliberate when I call them the Fourth Reich. The difference is these people think that they can somehow mix, have a soiree of a little corruption, a little socialism, and just enough capitalism so we can knuckle them under. And we call that an economy. That's why when the stock market's up, who gives a rip? It's a fix. The fix is in. And we're not in it, baby. They're in it. And in the meantime, it is legalized theft, in my opinion. See what I did there? My opinion. Although I'd love to get sued. I'd love discovery with these people. I would absolutely love it. I want to know who advised her to buy it. Who? How did it work out? Who gave you the tip? And in the meantime, if you're a guy out there running three gas stations, if your wife's got a clothing store or a hairdresser or whatever it is, and everybody's working their tail off to make everything they can, you're the bad guy in America. But these multi, hundreds of millions they're worth. They're, the, they're called representatives, and here's the Democrat. Just give me free daycare, and I'm in, baby. It's despicable. It's despicable. And there won't be one, one media company to call for this. They'll say it in passing, and they'll end every little episode with, oh, but it, it, it's legal, it's in the law. Well, you could take your law and shove it, because this is outright crime. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. <laughs> I know my guy, Keith. He's doing, he's, he's doing a little Star Wars thing. He wants to get me on the UFOs. He wants people to laugh. That's all right. We'll do that later. The fraud is, is, is more than obvious. And what I really like is when it spreads to other phony, phony organizations and scoundrels that are just looking to cash in on dimwits. And nobody really sums that up better than the BLM founder, Patrice Khan Colors. Remember this? 
I hit the button. Nobody's saying anything, Keith. All right. So a critique, though, from the left that would say, um, if you are a trained Marxist, if we're talking about a certain kind of radical politic, that extravagant homes of any sort or multiple properties of any sort is itself contradictory to... Now, what he's talking about, I want to... We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. She's a trained Marxist who has, in about five months, purchased a little over $3.8 million in real estate around the country. And she's even looking in the Bahamas, where uh, Tiger Woods owns. Um, but the rumor is she has in excess of $7 million. This is the founder of Black Lives Matter. And apparently, Black the founders of Black Lives Matter, their real estate holdings really matter. And my favorite part is going to be when she hires the Democrat attorneys to fight for the property tax reduction. That's going to be my favorite part of the story. But she's being asked about this by even other Democrats. So a critique, though, from the left that would say, um, if you are a trained Marxist, if we're talking about a certain kind of radical politic, that extravagant homes of any sort or multiple properties of any sort is itself contradictory to the ideology that you hold. And so it's not about having money per se, but that it's about uh, or about property per se, but it's about there being a potential contradiction between your express politics and your lived practice. Sure. And I think that is a critique that is um, wanting. And I say that because um, the 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 way that I live my life is in direct support to black people, including. So the way (laughs) the way that she lives her life is in direct support of black people. And one of these homes that she purchased is in a neighborhood where the residents are under four percent. The residents of color, the African-American residents in the neighborhood where she bought the home is under four percent. But she dedicates her life to black people. I'll tell you what, if you really step back and you look at this, can you imagine um, being a person of color that realizes he's being used as a useful idiot and a tool of profit by these political hacks in every single case? He's being pandered to. He's being looked at as if he needs government's help. And he's being used so that the select few get to live like gods among men. That's why they promote this. That's why she's selling this. This is her payday. And she doesn't like being questioned about it. My black family members, uh, first and foremost. And uh, for so many black folks who are able to invest um, in themselves and their community. They choose to invest in their family, and that's what I've chosen to do. Um, I have a child. I have a brother that has severe mental illness that I take care of. Um, I support my mother, um, and I support many other family members of mine. And so I see um, uh, my money as not my own. I see it as um, my family's money as well. That's funny. So do we. So do capitalists. That's how I see it, too. In fact, I see it that way every time the government takes it away from me. I see it like you took it right away from my kids. Isn't that something? We got something in common with the Marxists. But what the only difference is I don't use strangers as weapons or or moreover as charity cases. I have never made a dollar using somebody else as a charity victim. 
I've been productive. That's the difference. She produces zero, zippo, nothing. Yet she makes hundreds of millions of dollars. That organization makes hundreds of millions of dollars. How much of that money finds its way into the neighborhoods? Because the reality is, if it did, Pritzker wouldn't need the $1.9 billion for home care. Black Lives Matter would do it. But they're not interested in that. They use their money to stoke more violence and fear, to extort more money. It's a beautiful scam, as long as nobody catches on or cares, because it's obvious what she's doing. We see it. But the people that support her, they just don't care. I'll tell you one day, sooner or later, sooner or later, people of all races, of all religions and creeds, will see exactly what's happening. And on that day, it'll be the last day that governments... And groups like this are tolerated. It'll be the last day. Because even if you are a Democrat, even if you pulled the the lever and you're alive for Joe Biden and his diapers and Kamala Harris, another one qualified for, for who knows what. Great afternoon lunch date, though. But here, they're going to wake up and see exactly what's happening. That they're being used as virtue shields, as fodder when need be. They're being used so that the very select few could profit, just like they did in the Soviet Union. See, not all communists were poor in the Soviet Union. If you were close to the government, if you had some, some, some citizens with you that were muscle, you were treated like this. You lived in houses like Patrice. You got stock tips in a different version. Because what you got at the end when you were high up in the Soviet Union, how do you think the oligarchs came about? They got special sections, special industries. Sooner or later, the people of this country will realize what's going on. I mean, I know that there's at least 74 million of us that understood what was going to happen here. I guess I guess there's 81 million living and dead that didn't. And here we are in the reality of this corruption and the Patrices and the Nancy Pelosi and the Paul Pelosi's. And all their little group are going to continue even better when the green energy money starts to flow. Then the Sean Castens, not that they already, they, they exist on this kind of government corruption as well. And that's why Nancy Pelosi's next play will be in all of those new entities that get the billions upon billions for, for the environment. Regardless of the fact that all of their predictions have been wrong. Or that all of their ratios are still at levels that are superior than any bureaucracy could have created. We did it on our own. We did it on our own. But there's going to be a whole new crop of people who are going to be turned over to the state from the time they're in the cradle. Till the time they're in the grave that will think this is acceptable. And they will be called Democrats. And that's why you have, I, I read somewhere that there's an approval rating for this dimwit, this, this shadow of a man, this facade usurper-in-chief Joe Biden of, of 58, 59%. It's ridiculous. I mean, to tell me that there's that many morons here? Apparently there is. But, I mean, I guess that's how you get away with this. Which is Delta, Coke, et cetera, these corporations coming out and condemning the Georgia bill, which, as you said, is ridiculous compared to other states. Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, didn't even have early voting in 2020. They won't have it until 2022. And Delaware 
is known for one thing, and you're not going to believe what it is. It's the greatest state to create an LLC or a corporation is because it's a tax dodge. That's where Joe Biden's from. Coincidence? I don't think so. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM Woodland and Lots Custom Carpentry would like to take a moment to show their support and stand up for our police, fire, and all first responders. Thank you for your service, especially in these difficult times. Know that the AM Woodland families are praying for you every day. They believe that when first responders get home safely, they should be able to enjoy their home inside and out and encourage you to call AM Woodland and Lots Custom Carpentry to build your piece of paradise at a much-deserved discount. From patios to pergolas, Outdoor kitchens and fire pits to remodeling and painting projects. Count on the AM Woodland and Lots Custom Carpentry teams to be there for you to beautify and make your home everything you've always wanted it to be. Local family-owned businesses are so important for our communities, and your support is truly appreciated. AM Woodland Outdoor Design and Lots Custom Carpentry. Proudly serving Lake McHenry, Northern Cook, and Kenosha counties. Visit amwoodland.com or call 847-224-2167. If you have kids in school, then this past year has been a major wake-up call. All of a sudden, many of the things we once took for granted changed overnight. And for many students, school is still happening mainly online. And for some school districts, especially the public ones, that's going to be the way, uh, that's the way it's going to be for quite a while. But that's not the case with many private schools. Most private schools have been in a classroom since last August, and students have been receiving a high-quality education from teachers who share your values. Do you want your child to suffer through yet another year of virtual learning? Now is the time to consider a private school, and the most affordable way to do that is through HalfPriceSchools.com. Right now, vouchers are available for 50% off normal tuition for private schools across Chicagoland, including Chicago Hope Academy of the near West Side of Chicago, Kingswood Academy in Darien, Trinity Lutheran School in Roselle. Go to halfpriceschools.com, search for a school near you, and purchase a voucher today. Then prepare to send your child back to school this fall in a classroom to a school that you can trust. Visit halfpriceschools.com today. If you're no longer able to care for your aging loved ones due to your work schedule, there's a solution. It may be time to consider in-home care. Home Care Angels, a licensed non-medical home service agency, has been placing compassionate caregivers with the elderly and the disabled in Chicagoland and its suburbs for over 15 years. Hi, my name is Liz Birch, and I'm the founder of Home Care Angels. Home Care Angels is a licensed non-medical home service agency that has been placing trained compassionate caregivers with seniors in the Chicagoland area for over 15 15 years. Our qualified caregivers are highly trained to assist your loved ones with the activities of daily living, including meal prep, medication reminder, and personal care. In addition, we offer specialized training in dementia care, post-op joint replacement, and COVID care. Request your free in-home assessment to see if Home Care Angels is the best solution for your family. Call 847-824-5221, 847-824-5221, or visit homecareangelsinc.com. The feds had interviewed the gunman. Good evening, it's 51 degrees in Chicago at 6.30. Howdy, I'm 560, The Answer. 
I'm Tom Beck. The FBI has confirmed that agents had interviewed the gunman in last night's massacre in Indianapolis a year ago, that his mother had told them her son might try to commit suicide by cop. Police said 19-year-old Brandon Hull was detained at the time for mental health reasons, but was released because he hadn't broken any laws. Hull used to work at the FedEx facility where he murdered eight people, then killed himself. President Biden said Congress has to act on gun control, that the gun epidemic has to end now. He again pushed for a ban on assault weapons. A member of the far-right group, the Oath Keepers, is the first person to plead guilty to federal charges in connection with the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. John Ryan Schaefer pleaded guilty to obstructing the certification of the 2020 election and breaching a restricted building. He's agreed to cooperate with investigators, and the Justice Department will consider putting him in the Witness Protection Program. No let-up in coronavirus in Illinois. State Health Department this afternoon reported more than 3,800 new cases and 21 deaths. Honey, I'm 560 The Answer. I'm Tom Beck. Mike Gallagher is trying to keep you informed. The vast majority of Americans approve voter ID laws. But see, the media isn't the majority of Americans. So they're going to lie. They're going to pretend the people in Georgia are going to be dehydrated because they're not going to get a sip of water while they're waiting in line to cast a ballot, which is a bald-faced lie. You can't represent a political interest and deliver food and, and beverage. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at 11 on AM560. The answer. Folks, when shopping for a home mortgage, how much is great service, low closing costs, and competitive interest rates worth to you? At Townstone Financial, it's priceless. Hi, Barry Sterner, founder of Townstone Financial. Let's hear about the Townstone experience from one of our customers. My name is Melissa, and I bought my first home with Townstone Financial. It was a lot of personal attention. I felt like I was very comfortable. All of my questions were answered. Um, it was a very personal, and Barry is very down-to-earth. He breaks it all down for the layperson who is not, you know, usually a lender or knows anything about it and, and really actually cared about me and how I understood the process. I felt that I could trust Barry and Townstone um, right away. Remember, nobody values your home mortgage business more than Townstone. I guarantee it and I own the company. So call me now, Barry Sterner at 312-896-2110. That's 312-896-2110 or go to Townstone.com. That's T-O-W-N-S-T-O-N-E.com. Townstone Financial is licensed in Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, NMLS 136639, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, Equal Housing Lender. We know that sometimes it might be difficult to hear AM560, like when you drive under that bridge, or you get too close to power lines, or when you're surrounded by gigantic concrete and steel buildings, which is why we've made it easy to listen to us whenever you want, wherever you might be. We're always streaming at 560theanswer.com and on the AM560 mobile app. You can also get us on your Alexa-powered smart speaker, and we're on TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. You can listen wherever and whenever to AM560, The Answer. When you're doing home improvement, it's all about who you can trust. Amy Jacobson here, and I have a great recommendation. You can trust these guys. Call Crumb Weedy. Oh, yeah, Crumb Weedy Home Pros. They do great work. Is your home needy? Call Crumb Weedy. Roofing, siding, windows, even kitchen cabinet restyling. It's a great time to get it done, folks, with Crumb Weedy. Get 50% off installation on windows, siding, roofing, and kitchen cabinet restyling. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 18 months, this is a great deal. And the best reasons to do business with Crumweedy? Trust. They only do things the right way. And they have the best warranties in the business. It's a multi-generational family business that shares your values. Roofing, siding, 
windows, even kitchen cabinet restyling. What do you do? Call Grumley. 630-595-8020. That's 630-595-8020. And remember, homeisneedy.com. Crumweedy Home Pros. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. DQ presents Music for Your Mouth. The new spring tree collection is here with the new Choco Hazelnut Chip Shake, returning dreamsicle dipped cone, new tropical lemonade, twisty misty slush, and more. Enjoy the new spring tree collection. Only at DQ. Happy taste good. How can you get from here to there? We've got the answer from the AM560 Traffic Center. On Chicago's northwest side, there's a large demonstration underway in Logan Square. Several of the streets are shot through the area, namely Milwaukee Avenue between Sacramento and Diversity. Sacramento closed between Milwaukee and Logan Boulevard. Coming in on the Edens, it is jam solid from Church Down to Tui with the crash. Lake Hook Road to the Junction 2920 on the flip. Kennedy inbound heavy from Harlem into the burn. Oh, here into downtown 5231 off the junction. Outbound at North Avenue, crews just cleared a crash. Out to the split 14, 12 in the Express, 39 out to here airport. Eisenhower inbound 390 to the circle at 39. Outbound bumper to bumper, Damon to Harlem. Circle back out to 390 and 47. That's traffic. I'm Mary DeBagis on AM560, The Answer. Now, your official weather forecast. Overnight, patchy clouds, low 37. Saturday, more clouds than sun, the high 54. Sunday, mostly cloudy, a shower in the afternoon, and a high of 61. Plan with confidence this spring. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. I'm Drew Shannon on AM560, The Answer. Get the latest weather, traffic, and news updates online at 560theanswer.com. AM560, The Answer. All right. I'm going to guess that the... Am I on? All right, good. I'm going to guess that I broke the computer again. It wasn't me. I didn't leave the cup of uh, coffee here. It was somebody else who uses my studio. You know, I, uh, when I came to the studio, Misty Callahan sends me the, the breakdown of what the show is. I actually forgot today was Friday because I work constantly. And I'm not saying that because I want people to feel sorry for me. I love working. I cannot imagine a time when I didn't work. So to me, that's always I always look at it like Monday and Saturday because that's how I feel about the days. Bad days and long days are Mondays. Every other one is Saturday. So on Friday, we do a thing where we talk about movies because we want to lighten it up a little bit. We got a lot going on. The country is under assault. Your traditions and your American principles are bastardized and undermined. And uh, we need to unwind a little bit. And I find the best way to do that. It's through movies. I know it's crazy, but I love movies, and we talk about it every Friday. So I'm going to talk about it this Friday because I saw a movie that took me out of what's happening, and that's what I love about it. It's two hours of like a little vacation, a little mini retreat. So I was a kid. When, you know, when, you, when I was a kid, it was Cowboys were great, and everybody, you know, Lone Ranger was on TV. So I have to admit, I still love cowboy movies. One of my favorites 
was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I love that movie. And uh, at the end, they're in Bolivia. They run out, and the assumption is they die. Well, there's a movie that came out in 2011 called Blackthorn. And the movie is the premise that, no, 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 Butch Cassidy lived, and he grew old. And I'm going to tell you what, I think it's fantastic. You can find it on Prime, and it's called Blackthorn. Now, also on Prime that was just released, um, there is a show with Thomas Sowell called Common Sense in a Senseless World. I haven't seen it. I'm going to see it. Um, I also have to admit, I'm looking forward to the new Star Trek. I know, but I... Like I said, the only one that could bail us out of this economic circumstance is the aliens. So I'm waiting for the new Star Trek, and I may watch one of the older ones because I like the new kid that they have as Kirk. So I want to know what you're going to do. I want to know suggestions. I'm going to try and do it. Oh, and by the way, Godfather of Harlem on Epic. Phenomenal. Great show. Power watch that. Um, 312-642-5600. I want your suggestions. I want to know what you've seen that's good. Let's unwind. It's the end. It's Friday. Let's have a good time. I'll be back after this with your calls and comments. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. You know, I think that's why my favorite part about being, well, not my favorite part, one of my favorite parts about being a parent when the kids are little, I use them kind of the way the, the, the Democrat use, uses their, their voters and their kids. I use them as an excuse to go to Disney. And I used to love going to Disney every single time because I would, it would remind me of all those old movies, like the beginning of this segment. I really enjoyed that. And that's why I'm also going to throw a caveat. I played the clip earlier of Rod Steiger in Twilight Zone. I may sneak in one or two of the old Twilight Zone. Twilight Zones. 312-642-5600. All right, let's go to the lines. Mark, what do you got? Hey, Sean, how's it going? Very good, very good. Hey, I'm so glad you're doing this show. I mean, I, I love Steve Cortez, but you are the you're the best, man. Oh, thank you. You are I the best. You're I the appreciate coolest. Uh, I got a great great movie suggestion for you, Sean. I think uh-huh. you'd like it. It's called Lost in America. It's from the early 80s. It's Albert Brooks and Julie oh. Haggerty. I, is and that the one with the nest egg? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, know you can't even say nest egg. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else he's good in, Mark? Did you ever see Defending uh, Your Life with Meryl Streep? No, Street? I did not. No. Oh, do yourself yeah. a favor. It's called Defending I Your will. Life with Meryl Streep. Okay. You are going to love it. You're going to call next week, and you're going to say, I'm telling you, I, I like his movies. I find his sense of humor brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, very good. I may, I may watch it again. Thanks for the call, Mark. I appreciate right. it. See, this is the one thing, the movies. This is when, uh, you know, you weren't inundated. If they were communists, you didn't know it. Not like now. You see how they're doing this thing with uh, Georgia? They're, they're, they're going to pull out the movie industry in Georgia. You know who's licking their chops? All of the Teamsters for the Chicago film crew. All of those. Are you nuts? They get to go sit around in a jelly truck and make 130 an hour. Tom Sherville. How are you? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, good, Sean. I'm going to mention a movie from 1982 called Fighting Back, which is about a small business guy who runs a a deli in Philadelphia and he's sick of the crime and he forms a vigilante group to take it back. (laughs) I love that. I love that. There was uh, the other one with the guy, I can't think of his name. He was in, uh, he was in The Fugitive, the cop. Who was the the cop's name in The Fugitive? You remember we did the pockmark face? Great actor. 
damn it, I can't think of his name. He uh, he does the Park is Mine is the name of that movie where he takes over Central Park. Did you ever see that? I have seen that, and I can't recall the name of that actor either. Tom Skerritt is the main actor in Fighting Back. All right, very good. I like this. I like this. See, we're going to go to the movies. You might as well have fun, Tom. we got a long weekend. I want you to have a good weekend, and I am going to look at Fighting Back. I'm writing it down right now. Thank you so much for the suggestion. I truly appreciate it. And, you know, um, sometimes you think a certain thing about actors and filmmakers, and sometimes... Sometimes you're wrong. Now, Sasha Baron Cohn, I think that's how you say his name. He, uh, he is, you would assume he's very anti-America, very anti-freedom, very anti-American principles. He's one of my reluctant guys that I sometimes will admit I enjoy, the Borat guy. I really like him because if you remember, there was a host before Steve Cortez, moron that he is. He's the He got conned by Sasha Baron Cohen, and he called him the Kinner Grenaders or whatever, the moron that he is. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen was talking about principles in his real voice, not Borat. This was at an award show. And when this happened, you could have heard a pin drop. This is Sasha Baron Cohen. Democracy, which depends on shared truths, is in retreat, and autocracy which depends on shared lies, is on the march. Hate crimes are surging, as are murderous attacks on religious and ethnic minorities. Now, what do all these dangerous trends have in common? I'm just a comedian and an actor. I'm not a scholar. But one thing is pretty clear to me. All this hate and violence is being facilitated by a handful of internet companies that amount to the greatest propaganda machine in history. Would you have expected that from Sasha Baron Cohn? Facebook, YouTube, and Google, Twitter, and others, they reach billions of people. The algorithms these platforms depend on deliberately amplify the type of content that keeps users engaged. Stories that appeal to our baser instincts and that trigger outrage and fear. It's why YouTube recommended videos by the conspiracist Alex Jones billions of times. It's why fake news outperforms real news, because studies show that lies spread faster than truth. And it's no surprise that the greatest propaganda machine in history has spread the oldest conspiracy theory in history, the lie that Jews are somehow dangerous. As one headline put it, just think what Goebbels could have done with Facebook. And that kind of really puts a new spin on exactly what happened with Project Veritas and the upper management moron at CNN. Why, why don't you guys at CNN show the recovery rates on the death tolls, at least? Recovery rates? Oh, um, who's had it and then... Sasha Baron Cohen doesn't know it, or he didn't know it because the story didn't... I mean, I knew it, you knew it, everybody who has an IQ over 60 knew it. He's really talking about CNN. Zuckerberg tried to portray this whole issue as choices around free expression. That is ludicrous. This is not about limiting anyone's free speech. This is about giving people, including some of the most reprehensible people on earth, the biggest platform in history to reach a third of the planet. Freedom of speech is not freedom of reach. 
Sadly, there will always be racists, misogynists, anti-Semites, and child abusers. But I think we can all agree that we should not be giving bigots and pedophiles a free platform to amplify their views and target their victims. Zuckerberg speaks of welcoming a diversity of ideas. And last year he gave us an example. He said that he found posts denying the Holocaust deeply offensive, but he didn't think Facebook should take them down because I think there are things that different people get wrong. He's arguing against the selective editing that now we think is normal. All right, we do have a call with a suggestion, so I'm going to go to it. Bob, what do you got for me? Because I could use a good laugh. I think this is a comedy, isn't it? Bob? What about Bob? That's not his suggestion, but we can't hear him. Bob is gone. All right, we can finish up with Sasha, though. We have, unfortunately, millions of pieces of evidence for the Holocaust. It is an historical fact. And denying it is not some random opinion. Those who deny the Holocaust aim to encourage another one. If you pay them, Facebook will run any political ad you want, even if it's a lie. And they'll even help you micro-target those lies to their users for maximum effect. Under this twisted logic, if Facebook were around in the 1930s, it would have allowed Hitler to post 30-second ads on his solution to the Jewish problem. But it's around now, and now you've got Facebook targeting kids about various Marxist platforms and socialist agenda items, from single-payer health care to free tuition in college, to all of the agenda of the neo-Marxists we call Democrats. Because Sasha Baron Cohen isn't speaking about this the same way I am or from the same angle. And what he may not realize is that these enti- entities he's railing against are actually promoting the very same policy, economic policies and social manipulation of the Nazis he's decrying. But every once in a while, you can see hope in someone who tells himself he's liberal when he realizes he's actually advocating for fascists that we call Democrats. Have a good weekend. Watch all the movies you can. And we'll be back here on Monday, 5 to 7, exposing the hypocrites, the Marxists, and the diaper-wearing dimwits front-running stock orders. Flash. Flash.